Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Road. Recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. All right, what's up, clones? Never a freaking doubt about that one, right? Holy mackerel. Hey, sorry, my kid's all amped up. She's hanging out in my office. Got a lot going on here. My name is Chris Williams. Welcome to Post Game. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Carl Auto Group. I've been glad to have my uh, Chevy Silverado from Carl Auto Group. Is kicking ass running around town here in the last couple of weeks. Rob Gray is going to join me in a minute where we will completely break this thing down. What a, what a win. What a, you, you absolutely stole that one on the road against a top 20 team without your best player. That was incredible. Um, Luke, you are correct. Luke is watching us on Twitter when he says, for those on the podcast feed, holy crap, Iowa State tried their best to blow that. Um, I, maybe. I, I would say that Iowa State played really, really well for the first 20 minutes. And the, in, in the, the TCU caught up, right? They returned to the mean just a little bit. You forced 19 or 18 turnovers what it was in the first half. That was not sustainable. Although Iowa State did force 27 turnovers today, which is a record for Iowa State in Big 12 games, forcing that many turnovers. So that's where it all starts with me. Uh, People are going to look at, oh, Gilbert had 20, Jones had 17, and it all works. But the statistic of the game comes right here. The 36 points off of turnovers for Iowa State, 36 of the 73 comes off of turnovers and the Cyclones, you know, steal one. That's that's a game that, you know, you look at net, you look at Ken Palm, the things that really matter for NCAA tournament. That's a huge win. That makes up for the A&M loss that make like that. Now it gives you a buffer if you lose one at home. I can see Iowa State losing to this team at home. TCU's a good team. They're a top five seed in the NCAA tournament. So, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Um, Joey makes a good point. He's watching on YouTube. He says, we do better when you don't feel good about the game. I didn't feel bad. I, how could you feel good not having Tame and Lipsy? If any, if any Iowa State fan went into that game without Tame and Lipsy and was like, yeah, you know what? Feel really good about this one. Then you're a liar and you're stupid. Okay. <laughs> and listen, uh, you, Rob Gray joined me in pregame and we talked about it. How these teams oftentimes will galvanize when a player's out. And we thought the best case scenario today for Iowa State would be for Gilbert and Jones to really and Pavletsky to have a opportunity to increase their roles. And they did, and they did it to a T Rob Gray joins me right now. 
Holy crap, Rob. Uh, like I said, never a doubt, my man. Never, never thought the Cyclones were going to blow that one, right? Yeah, yeah. Until it was two point game, and you're missing front ends of one and one. The the bugaboo for this team throughout the season in in tough games. Just, I mean, I think it's impossible. First of all, to overstate how difficult it is to adjust to losing your best player, and Especially play your point that guard. team on the road. Uh, that team's trying to get to three and two. That team also beat Houston, and to dominate them the way they did. I mean, they needed to do it every single second that they did in order to hold off that comeback. And I've said this since the last couple of years, it's like the NBA now, man, in the big 12, it's so good. Teams yeah. can be down, down, down. And then boom, they hit a switch. You make, you miss a couple of shots. You all of a sudden turn it over a couple of times. You don't need your free throws. They're right back in the game. I, I think it's a huge win for Iowa state. I think it's a huge positive. And I think people who are berating them for letting it get that close, just don't understand the game, quite frankly. Yeah, I thought, Rob, right before you came on, I didn't feel like Iowa State was like horrible in the second half. I thought that it returned to the mean. Iowa State was so good in the first half defensively that you knew, you knew, somebody, I don't know what it was. I don't know what the halftime line was. Somebody could have made a lot of money betting on TCU in the second half line because they're too good. Like, they, yeah. they don't suck. This isn't Prairie View A&M. You knew Jamie Dixon, a Hall of Fame coach, was going to have that team roaring back. And that that's how I view this. I don't view this like, oh, man, the Cyclones just melted down. Because had they done that, it wouldn't have even been that close. You know, TCU, I think they had three runs in that second half that were 7-0 or more. And Iowa State always responded. Yeah. And, I mean, until the last one, right? And it, even then, yes. they still responded. And somehow, some were down. And and just it, it, the thing is, it's got to be concerning. I understand for fans since missed so many front ends of one and one. You, you lost at least one of those games in Orlando because you couldn't hit front ends of one and one. Maybe two. Maybe I mean not well one. Yeah, I think you were going to lose the other. But it it it's it, look. Those guys were gassed. I mean, John and Eric were saying it on the radio. You take out an Iron Man leading scorer, leading assist guy, almost your leading re- rebounder in in Tame and Lipsy. You know, I, I I feel a little bit prescient, by the way, to, to get good minutes out of Omaha Bill U in the first half. Um, that was huge for him. That was yes, huge for absolutely. Iowa State. And I just thought maybe they might try to do it because TJ will mix things up. And and th- those were important stretches that he came in and scored a couple buckets. Um, so, again, I think a lot of positive. The negative is not hitting the free throws. But, again, TCU, like I said, is really good. And it's tough to beat Jamie Dixon in that place. And uh, the Cyclones have, have been on a really good roll against them after, I think, TCU won three in a row. I, the Cyclones won four. I give Otzelberger a lot of credit for his timeout usage in the second half. He, I, A lot of these coaches are so hell-bent on saving them, you know, for the final four. And I actually – I made the note with, like – it was, like, 2.30 to play. Thing had gotten within six, and I was like, you know, like everybody, holy shit, this is getting real – and he had to burn that final timeout where, like, at that point, I go to myself, oh, man, probably should have saved a couple more for this spot. But he called him so well because he, he he timed him out perfectly on those 7-0, 9-0 runs that TCU had put together. And the guys responded and they were coached up and they came out and, you know, executed. And I, I don't think they win that game if you're more conservative with your timeouts, I guess. I, I, I think he get, gets a lot of credit here, too. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, the last one, you, good thing you had it, right? I mean, 
I, I, I mean, some of that maybe, you know, you, you err on the side of, uh, of caution, precaution there. Right. And, and that's what TJ did. And it worked out. Sometimes it might not, you know, you might get left with zero and, and then the old Scott drew. Yeah, exactly. What, what, you know, and you got an inbounds, you can't get it in like they were struggling to on, on one of those final ones, uh, but they did get it in. So just, I, yeah, I mean, it's so tough to win in this league on the road against a good team and to get that type of win against that type of team, it's really going to help. I, I know you're pouring over the, where they're at with Ken Palm and the net and all that, but this is a huge win for that, for, for those factors. And now you're three and two, just like Baylor in the big 12. So, I mean, you've weathered a lot in five games and you just hope the Tamans back. You, yeah. And you stole one today. Let's call yeah. it what it is. Absolutely yes. stole one at a top 20 team without your best player. Like just, and now it gives you a buffer. I, you know, they're going to be favored probably in most games at Hilton Coliseum the rest of the way, maybe not Kansas, but like this league is so good. They could very well lose a home game. Yeah. And I this, mean, it's possible. Yeah. This gives you a buffer if Kansas comes in and gets you, or if TCU gets you mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks, which is very possible. That's a good team. You tell me they're not going to be motivated when they come to Ames, you know? Yeah. So, it's it's really big in that way. I want to. We had somebody, uh, Kevin's watching on Twitter, and he asked who's the player of the game. And the most people, I think, would say Gilbert because he led him in scoring. But I would go with Curtis Jones, Rob. Like he had the ball in his hands a lot. I was surprised at how much point guard he played today for Iowa State. He has seventeen, the four assists, only one turnover. And I would also point out those clutch free throws at the end of the game. They don't win the game without those free yeah. throws by Curtis Jones. I actually, I, I, I noted to myself when he went to the line, I said, I'm glad he's there and not <laughs> Gilbert. And it wasn't a shot at Gilbert. It just yeah. felt like Keyshawn had been pressured so much. I was a little bit worried about his poise at that point. And Curtis just steps up and buries those two things. And it really, then it put pressure on TCU going back to the other side. Uh, I just thought he was phenomenal today. That's the guy they thought they were getting, and that's the guy who, you know, Iowa State has um, thought it's had in its back pocket all summer, and he's finally starting to develop into that player. Yeah, and that's tooting my own horn again, but didn't I say that maybe there's an opportunity for him you to did. let on the way yes. off the ball a little bit and look how poised Great he jobs. was? I mean, seven steals, only Fred Hoiberg and Justice Thigpen have done that in a game for Iowa State. Uh and he, like you said, those free throws, he's the only guy to hit, hit at the front end, let alone both uh, one-on-one opportunities down the stretch. And, yeah, six-point lead versus a four-point lead, that, that's a difference maker. But interesting note, you, you mentioned Gilbert and then countered with Jones. Uh, Eric and, and and John made them co-players of the game. Oh, so we're go. kind of in – I don't know if great minds – I don't know if we we can be in their, their – uh, uh, you know, rarefied air, but um, I, I completely concur. I think Demarion Watson was incredible. That's where I was going next. Yeah. Um, just the offensive rebounds, the block on the three. Um, he gets the rebound after that great defensive possession. I mean, that guy is, he's like, um, um, I've seen many because of, but he's not that short, but Hassan Ward uh, last year. And he's yeah. going to see more opportunities to get on the floor because, and oh, he also had six points and made most of his free throws. So, I mean, a lot of guys had to do a lot of things really well today for Iowa state to win 
in a tough place against a good team, and they did it. Watson, so he he had six rebounds. Watson played 25 minutes. That has to be a career high. He had six points, the four offensive rebounds that you mentioned. But maybe the play of the game, when he closed out on that corner three and blocked it in the last minute, because if TCU hits that, we're looking at overtime. Yep. You know, like that was a critical play and that was all effort. There's maybe Ward makes that play, but there's nobody like Jones isn't making that play. King's yep. not making that play. Yep. That was the long arm, athletic, crazy ass defense. And Watson, I wouldn't put him as player of the game, but they certainly don't win it without him today. Yeah. If you have a bench player of the game, I mean, yeah, he's no a guy. I mean, and again, it's a great point you make. I mean, as good as Rob Jones and Trey King are, and they are really good big men, Watson's a different level athletically, just like Ward is a different level athletically. And I think guys could have closed out on that shot pretty well, but to not only block it, but block it emphatically, um, that's that's a Demar- that's what Demarion Watson has to do. That's what he gives Iowa State. And I think he'll give them more offenses. He gets more opportunities, and opportunities are going to shift still throughout their last – 13 games of the conference schedule and on and on from there. But um, yeah, really encouraging from him and really encouraging that the guys that didn't play a lot of minutes do still did some good things. I mean, Pavelski played more no minutes. He didn't Hit a put three. up points, I don't think, but I mean, just very steady out there and they played good defense. Other than the stretches where, where TCU kind of got it going, which they're going to do. Um, I mean, that was a tremendous effort to turn them over the most times in the Jamie Dixon era and to turn them into that many points. I mean, that's just a, it's a dominant effort that ends in a one-point win. Um, but that's the nature of the Big 12. And again, you got to hit your free throws. It's what you were going to have to do without Lipsy. You know, it was going to be some – without Lipsy, it was going to be an outlier type of game no matter what. And that's that's what it turned into. I never dreamed that they could turn this team over 27 times the way that they did. But I also think, Rob, it's a good blueprint as you – so you look at, let's just take the season and put it down to this week, okay? What's the difference between personnel-wise, throw it away, right? I know Lipsy played against one and he didn't get, but what's it tell us about this team? It's what I've been trying to say is they've, they've got to be in transition and they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't turn BYU over and they got stuck in those half-court ruts. And this is just not a great half-court. They never will be. That's not what they're built for. Yeah. Right. And this and today it was the opposite. And and look what happened. You go out and score th- 73 on the road and um, really uh, one of the best wins in college basketball that you'll see today uh, going on the road for a top 20 win. So huge one that will pay dividends for going into March. That's for sure. Yeah. And again, a team that hangs its hats not only on good defense, but forcing live ball turnovers. This was a masterclass in that today. And when I would say can do that, that leads into the transition offense that you spoke of. I mean, this team is comfortable playing fast. It's not comfortable playing slow, which is such a vast departure from the last two um, TJ Otzelberger teams, you know, where they weren't great in the half court, but they were better. There's a reason they slowed the tempo down a lot because it was going to give them a better opportunity to lengthier possessions on both ends not just trying to do it on the defensive end. So for whatever reason, you know, these guys like to, to, to run and gun it a little bit. And, and they did shoot better from three. I think that percentage looks a little bit worse because of some of the ones they forced up when TCU was. But uh, yeah. coming in at 21.7 and shooting, I, I, at one point it was 32. I yeah, mean, that's 33. a vast that's a vast improvement. And if they can do that or better most games, uh, the rest of this conference schedule could be very intriguing. 
I, I didn't mention this, uh, just pouring over the stats. Seven steals for my guy, Curtis Jones, today. Yeah. Only Fred and, and Justice Thigpen. Yep. He just he could have gotten him the one more, like getting him blipsy, the one more rebound for the I triple that double. Said. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> huge. And then four by Momchilovich, too. I'm yeah. just looking at steel, like, you know, and he he was only four of 11, not the best offensive day for him, but his defense has gotten a lot better in two weeks since they tipped off the Big 12 against Oklahoma, right? So, yeah. Good, they were good all, they were all over him. They were all over him too defensively. It was clear that they identified him as the guy they felt they needed to take away. And, yeah. you know, he didn't turn it over much. As you said, had the four steals, didn't shoot it great, but he hit some big shots still. And then you just get that great guard play and 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 you, you sneak out of Fort Worth with the with the win that few would have seen coming, as you mentioned early on with Taman Nobody, Nobody saw that one coming, brother. Yeah. Maybe uh Cyclone Jerry. Yeah. All right, Rob, get out of here. I know you're going to go do a post-game story. We appreciate it. Thanks, brother. Absolutely. Take care, bud. All right. He's Rob Gray. Covers the Cyclones for us each and every day at CycloneFanatic.com. I want to thank Carlotta Group for sponsoring post-game Iowa State University Foundation as well. Great win. Uh, we'll be working on post-game, getting videos and all that stuff up. I know our team's already on it. Thanks to you all for tuning into post game here on the Cyclone Fanatic social media feeds and on the Cyclone Fanatic podcast network.